This time on the Magic Kitchen Podcast, we're going to talk about energy hygiene, knowing when and how to cleanse. I'm Leandra Witchwood. And I'm Elise Wells. And welcome to the Magic Kitchen Podcast, where we talk about magic, kitchen witchcraft, herbs, and everything in between. Welcome, everyone. And it's been a while. We've been kind of on a hiatus because of a few big things that have happened. I am opening a um, holistic center and um, tea shop in downtown York. So we're in the middle of that, but we are finally in a position where we can resume recording the podcast. And I have Elise with me. Hi, Elise. Hi. Very excited to be back. Yeah. And we're going to talk about something that I think is a little bit of a controversial subject right now in the pagan Wiccan community in the witchcraft community, which revolves around energy hygiene. And we're going to touch a little bit on, you know, smudging, the idea of smudging and why there's so much heat around that subject right now. But first, let's talk about what energy hygiene is, what it means, and why it's important. So to me, energy hygiene is you maintaining a balanced energy field within your living space, around your body, in your mind, in your car, in your workspace, you name it. What do you, what are your thoughts on it? Elise? Yeah, that's exact. It's the balance. It's making sure that the energy in your home and around you throughout your day, if possible, your workspace too mm-hmm. is comfortable. And more than that, is motivating or enriching. Like it should feel, you should feel inspired in the spaces that you create in, whether that's the paperwork you do for your job or the meal you're cooking or the bed you sleep in. You shouldn't feel dilapidated, right. <laughs> if that's the word. I, yeah. I, know, I know when I know, or how sleep. I know I need to cleanse is yes. because I, I feel this like static around yeah. me. And, and and that's a good indicator. And we were discussing earlier about like, well, when, when do you cleanse? And that is going to be a personal thing. I think for most part, I like to do a good solid cleansing at least once a month, but I feel like every day I'm doing some sort of energy cleansing, maintaining, and that helps that energy to flow. The energy, your energy should always be flowing, Mm -hmm. moving in some fashion, some sort of way every single day so that it doesn't get stuck and stagnate and, become this oh what what do my teachers call it energetic sludge (laughs) yeah it's like a malaise I don't know if that's the the best word but for me that's how it feels it's like Mm -hmm. I just can't get the gumption up yeah when I'm home or hard yeah when you first come home from a day out and or at work and you open the door Mm -hmm. and you walk in like that's a good way to know like when you walk into your home what's the feeling what's the prevailing emotion right 
Right. Do you feel like you can decompress or do you feel like there's more stress just waiting for you as you open that door? And that's really a critical indication of when you should start cleansing your space. And in that, I mean, there's, there's, there's energy purifying and then there's energy clearing. So I think if you're ready, Elise, in our next section, we'll talk about what's the difference between purifying and clearing. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about the difference between cleansing and purifying and clearing because there there are subtle differences in how this works. So sometimes when you're cleansing an energy, you're you're more adjusting it. You're not really getting rid of it. Think of it like like your bathtub. <laughs> you're going to clean your bathtub, but you don't get rid of the bathtub. You're not throwing it out, right? You're just cleaning the guck off of it. The know whatever um soap scum or whatever builds up in it yeah the tub isn't the problem yeah the tub isn't the problem it's the stuff on the tub that's the problem right the slippery stuff that might you might cause you to break your neck when you get into the bath yeah (laughs) the same with purifying purifying is the same idea but maybe a deeper cleaning so where you may have just used a a bristle brush to clean that tub now maybe you're going to come through with a bleach solution or something a little more heavy duty to actually purify the tub and make it to make it sterilized. Right. Then the idea of clearing energy is you are getting rid of it. You are absolutely kicking it out of the house, out of your workspace, out of your car, whatever, wherever you are at. Out of when the head. tub is the problem. Yeah. The tub <laughs> it's is leaking. The now. It's too porous. <laughs> it it, it's not letting you take your full moon baths. <laughs> it's leaking. Whatever the issue is, you are getting that thing out of your living space, out of your way. So there's your differences between um, cleansing and purifying and then clearing. And, and I would say too, with purifying, that might be where uh, you're asking for blessing. I know that when I cleanse my home, I always, uh, you know, try to bless my appliances Yeah, and I bless windows and doors for the same reason. It's, it's asking for that continued protection and asking yes. that those appliances continue to work right? <laughs> and, you know, not cause me to burn down the house or something. <laughs> so it's, it, it's like for yourself as well, you know, it's not just the energy sometimes it's it's also imbuing it with good energy. Absolutely, yeah. And and when you are getting rid of the issue, then you can replace it with something that is useful. And that has always been something I teach my coven. It's what I was taught in my tradition is that whenever you're clearing something or cleansing something, you're creating kind of a void. You're creating a vacuum. So you're creating a space for something to fill. And you get to choose what fills that space. So if you're cleansing or clearing or purifying and you're noticing that there's now an energy vacancy, which you should, you should notice an energy vacancy. You want to fill that vacancy with something positive, something that keeps the energy moving forward, that keeps it flowing, that keeps it productive, prosperous, you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. You don't want to, to let just anything fall into that hole that you created, that energetic void and just take up space because then you could be inviting 
worse energy in mm-hmm. than what you thought you were getting rid of. And I think that's a big mistake a lot of people make when they're cleansing. First, they're not being specific. They, they're calling it cleansing when really what they want to do is clear. They're calling it purifying when what they maybe need to do is clear or they're trying to clear, but all they're really doing is cleansing, you know, that the whole muddied description of what it all means. And the, what it really means is your intention behind it. And then yeah. we'll get into later, like the herbs and, and tools you can use to help that intention. But once you create that void, you want to fill it with something that will help you. A lot of times we think that cleansing is all we need to do. I know I did in the beginning when I was in my dorm room, which was my first abode of my own. I wanted to, you know, smudge every month with the full moon. And and I did, but I know that I wasn't as intentional with what I was doing. I was just thinking, you know, get out, get rid of the bad energy in each corner of my room and, you know, bless my bed. But I never thought further than, you know, what is the energy that needs to be addressed What's the problem here? Is it something that um, needs clearing instead of just cleansing? Right. So acknowledging how important clearing can be um, is is going to help your energy flow right. better. And, and to, to add on to that, sometimes I well, okay, often a lot of a lot of newbies, baby witches. I'm not a fan of the baby witch term, <laughs> but everybody uses it. So we know what it means now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of younger witches come, inexperienced witches come to me and ask me like, hey, I've got this entity in my house. I can't get rid of it. What's going on? And I find maybe seven out of 10 times the reason the energy is not going away is because that individual is doing something to reinvite it in. So either that energy is feeding off of a habit, a mindset, mm-hmm. um, a lifestyle that that person is clinging onto. And you can do all the cleansing, all the clearing in the world. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if you're not filling that void with something that is productive, it's going to keep coming back. It's just going to keep refilling that void. And and the more you ignore the deep root of the issue, the more it's going to fester, the worse it's going to get. Each time it comes back, it's just going to come back with more force. And yeah, it's an unfortunate thing because then I, and this is where I get into like getting trained, finding somebody, finding a coven, finding a, a qualified teacher that can train individuals because – we don't always get the nuances of something mm-hmm. from a book or from or a, a YouTube blog. channel yeah, or a meme. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> memes are great for little tidbits of information, but it's not going to give you the whole picture of it. And yep. if you don't have somebody training you on specific traditions and reasons and the nuances of cleansing, purifying and clearing, then you're not going to understand it fully and you're not going to understand well maybe where the maybe the areas in your life where you are causing your own misery Mm -hmm. and having somebody to to go to and get that kind of get your temperature checked I guess like you know like does this space feel bad to you like Mm -hmm. having having other uh energetically tuned people in your life is very I think it's very important to spiritual Mm -hmm. growth yeah, and I know, and I know, a lot of solitaries are very proud of their solitary practice. I was too at one point, but mm-hmm, then there's a too. point. We all get to a point where 
we need our community because community is so valuable. And I think there's a point where we just can't always, we're human. We're meant to be communal. We are social creatures. So it makes sense that we would connect with others with similar idea structures and leanings and, and ability to see the things that we can see and sense. Okay. In this section, we are going to talk about animism because you can't talk about cleansing, clearing, purifying without talking about animism. And I know a lot of traditions believe in animism. Mine does. I believe yours does too, Mm -hmm. Elise, correct? Yep. And what animism is, is the idea that everything, every plant, every rock, even your computer has an intelligence it has a spirit of its own and this spirit this intelligence is not like we know intelligence as a human Mm -hmm. it is an intelligence that has its own agenda and it flows within its purpose so when we start talking about herbs and their purpose and and herbs we can use to cleanse purify and um clear we start talking about that animistic um leaning that each of those plants have so the idea that you know sage or rosemary or whatever is used for specific purposes and animism is the reason we have to clean energy we have to cleanse it with to purify it with to clear it what are your thoughts on that yeah and i think too animism might be the thing that got some of you listening into witchcraft for me as a little kid i remember feeling the elements around me and like understanding the consciousness of dandelions and mm-hmm. loving earthworms and feeling their pain when they got stuck on the sidewalk and i had to pick them up and move them into the mud <laughs> I still do that one. And now with cicadas, I'm not sure if anyone's noticing, but I feel like the cicadas have this like really Mm. fiery energy that's like coming at me every time I'm outside and I'm not even hearing them. I just, when I see their little shells, like it, it makes me want to burst out of my shell. I don't know. Oh, cool. I like, (laughs) I love them. And I think it's really cool that their, their Latin name is like magic cicada. Like magic is in their name. It is. It is. Um, but I, I think that animism is what draws us into the craft. And I think it's it's important to remember that. I think we get really wrapped up in our books and yeah. our memorizing of charts and like Latin, like lavender equals calm, rosemary equals cleansing. And, you know, we get so wrapped up gardenia purity. Like it's OK mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you're also noticing some of these qualities for yourself. I think it goes both ways. Like we can remember that lavender means calm. Well, we also are going to notice that lavender means calm. Yes. So using your instincts for your energy and knowing how to heal that energy with the instincts of your herbs or your incense collection. Yeah. It, it really all works together. So and we'll talk more about the specifics of herbs um, in the next section. Yeah, definitely. 
I also noticed that when I go to Goodwill or Salvation Army to get some new clothes or some new decor, the energy that an item has, one, could be the reason it's attracting me. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a great piece, but the energy's not great. Yeah. Regardless, when that thing comes home with me, I always give it a once over yeah. with a cleaning, with a clearing herb. Because you want to know what you're bringing into your home. Right. And you you don't want to bring anything into your into your home, into your sacred space that could possibly be linked to something tragic or um, a, a good example is a, a friend of mine. She was a psych nurse and she got her hands on some old keys that were used to lock up psych patients in these almost like a vault that they had them in. It was really kind of scary stuff. Oh. And this was before we, you know, the, the whole medical industry was more humane about how they treat people. Yeah. Especially with mental disorders. And so she brought these keys home because they, they spoke to her for one, but they needed a good cleansing. They needed a good clearing. Actually, they needed to be actually cleared of the energy that they held. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the energy they held was indicative to what they were because it was a reminder of what they were used for to lock people away that didn't deserve to be locked away necessarily. And she didn't tell me what they were at first. I just saw their cool keys, you know, they're really neat looking keys. And I, picked one up and she's like, do you feel that? I'm like, yeah, that is awful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, yeah. She's like, guess what those were used for? I'm like, not for good things. (laughs) (laughs) And so together we were able to clear that energy out without clearing the purpose of them out. Like the reminder was still there. The reminder of what they were used for was still there, but the attached negative energy, the sorrowful energy, the panicky energy Mm -hmm. is what we got rid of. So Part of animism is recognizing the the language and the message that the piece is speaking to you because you don't want to clear out everything if there's a piece of it that needs to stay, if that makes sense. And I think, too, when we go to Salvation Army or Goodwill for decorations and clothes and things like we're getting, let's be honest, we're getting items from the deceased because a lot of times... What do you do when someone in your family dies and you have to clear their belongings? Yeah. If, if, if you're a good person, you don't throw them away. <laughs> you right. donate them. So <laughs> if you're going to Goodwill, it's a good chance that that's, you know, somebody who's no longer with us. Yeah. It's their items. But I've had items. One of my favorite decor pieces is actually like a decorative plate from the Bicentennial in 76. Nice. And when I picked this thing up, I, I had like a better day after like Mm. it was it felt very loved like whoever had had this item really enjoyed having it and when I came home I put it in a prominent place and I I cleansed it with like a welcome to the home kind of blessing and I actually said thank you I said you know whoever donated this thank you for this awesome piece and I I didn't feel like I ever needed to clear that item I never have it's just you know welcomed into the home and I was like you can keep your your energy just And and that's a key indicator right there with, okay, so I'm going to go back into my my soapbox about what it means to be a witch. And that means being a master of your energy, which helps you 
understand the energy of other people, other things, animals, trees, herbs, teacups, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you can't master your own energy, you're never going to be able to decipher the energy of something else. And that's a very key indication when a lot of people come onto these these um, groups and these forums and that sort of thing. Like, I need to get rid of this energy. I need to get rid of it. Well, why do you need to get rid of it? Is it just making you uncomfortable because it's making you face something you don't want to face? Or is it truly negative energy? And how do you know? Like, what 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 message did you receive that is outside your ego self telling you what to believe or what what it said yeah the it's ego is the big line. part of that yeah and i think too we've talked about this before how there are no binaries in nature but right. humans want there to be yes we we give ourselves this very abrahamic christian jewish islamic yeah. good versus evil yeah. pa- paradigm we've got just two choices, but that's not true. true. And that's also not true of energies. For all I know, the person who owned that plate could have been, you know, a bad mother or (laughs) an abusive drunk, but yeah, but they love that plate. So that plate did not have any negative energy to it. Right. And the plate had its own energy. Yeah. And and that's an excellent point because if we are not able to really hone in on the true nature of energy, then you know, we we have we'll have a hard time managing any kind of energy. So maybe it's not necessarily about the object that the energy is being admitted from. Maybe it's more about it's just disrupting your own energy because there's something unsettled within you that you need mm-hmm. to address. And maybe you know, your home isn't clearing itself no matter what you do, but it's yeah. not the home. It's somebody you've welcomed into it. Right. And if it's the relationship the, you're in. Right. Right. And if we're buying into that dichotomous thinking, Mm -hmm. then we are only going to see something as being evil when it challenges us and challenges our beliefs or our system or our um, boundaries a little bit. Another deconstruction we have to do within ourselves is this idea. And I'm forgetting the psychological term for it. I remember (laughs) it in my high school psych class. We learned the term, but intrinsic and extrinsic, I believe. Mm. So your intrinsic is yourself, you know, I, I'm having a bad day because I didn't get enough sleep last night. Yes. And then your extrinsic is I'm having a bad day because all these people just want to make it that way. Right. right. And sometimes we want there to be a demon in the house. Right. <laughs> we want there to be a sinister yeah. being. We so want that to be we part can... of that horror movie. <laughs> exactly. Then it's not our fault. We can yeah. extrinsically blame this energy that's, that's on our backs, but it, Mm-hmm. more than often, I have to say, bad energy comes from ourselves or the people we let in. Yeah, you're right. And and we have that choice. And, and as which as we understand, we have, we have the authority to decide yeah. what's going to be in our space, what's going to affect our energy. And if we decide that we are going to allow energy to mess with our lives, to mess with our balance and happiness... And it might be an unconscious choice. We yeah. not, might not even realize we're doing it. But as witches, that's one of those deep introspective things we need to do when it comes to any kind of energy hygiene is we need to get to the root of it. And that is the whole premise be- behind any holistic energetic practice or 
holistic wellness regimen of any kind is getting to that root. What is the root cause of this? And resolving that root cause before we start blaming it on, oh, the dog made me do it or the devil Mm -hmm. made me do it or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And there's, it's, it's like putting perfume on when you know, you actually just need to shower. Like you can remove your (laughs) incense around the house all you want, but (laughs) 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 yep. You go still, something's going to be there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. I love that one. So let, let's talk a little bit about saning versus smudging. Now, I know smudging is a huge <laughs> firecracker word right now because mm-hmm. of the Native community being more protective of their practices, and that's completely understandable. Um, but there are differences. Now, smudging is a Native practice that is that helps with energy hygiene, but so is saning. Now, so what's the difference? So smudging comes from the Native American cultures. And then saning comes from the Celtic and Scottish traditional um, folk magic traditions. And the interesting thing is, um, the only reason I know about this is because I am Scottish Celtic origin and I have a good portion of me that's Native American. And so when our ancestors came over here from Europe... And mixed with our ancestors here in America, they realized a lot of their their practices were so similar. And they actually began to share practices between each other and practice together and helped each other and, and helped the Europeans, the Native Americans helped the Europeans acclimate by welcoming their practices. So when we talk about smudging, like there are specific rituals around that. And that is you know, we'll leave that up to the Native community to teach us or not teach us about how sacred those are. Saning, I can talk a little bit about it because I'm actually trained through my Celtic tradition that I currently practice as a witch, not just my my Celtic heritage, but I'm trained in saning. And saning can be used in a variety of ways. Um, Fire, water, smoke, um, air, And the idea is that you are making whatever it is that you're blessing or whatever it is you're cleansing, purifying, you're making it sacred. And we do that with an X. So the X is basically marking the item as sacred. So we mark it with water. We mark it with smoke, um, fire. They will pass bundles of fire around and under cattle. That's one of the traditional uh, practices. And it's linking the idea that the physical world and the, the animistic and the, the spiritual world can come together and work together. So when you are saying you are making whatever item, whatever space, whatever it is you are saying, you are making it sacred. And I think that's That's a critical point when we start talking about cleansing practices is that these are sacred practices. They're not boho, kitschy, Mm -hmm. trendy things that we do because we think it's cool. And they don't work 
if they're not spiritual. Right. Exactly. You can burn incense That's, all you want. Yeah. Burn it incense, burn sage, whatever. <laughs> yep. It has to be intentional and it has to be done for the right reasons. Again, going back to our um, discussion about knowing the energy and knowing whether it needs to be cleansed, purified, or, or just cleared. Saining, saining too sounds great because you're not invoking or banishing. I know people use pentagrams in many different ways and the pentagram can also not be part of your witchy practice if it's not part of your practice. So I think that having saining as a, a medium level of, of blessing, I I think that's, that's definitely something that's going to appeal to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we talked a lot about what is energetic hygiene. We talked about cleansing versus purifying and clearing. We talked about the controversy of smudging, and I introduced you to saining. So let's talk about the different herbs you can use. Now, this is going to require some research on your part because there are so many herbs you can use. And I know we get stuck with Palo Santo or Mm -hmm. um, sage and white sage versus whatever other sage. And I think we, we tend to like, again, go into that dichotomous thinking of, Oh, we only can use this and we can only use that. That's not true. Uh, A great example right out the gate is rosemary. This is known as the witch's herb and rosemary is used for a variety of things from love to purifying and cleansing. So if you're ever in question about something, use rosemary. It is the great fallback <laughs> on everything. And um, again, again, this will require some some research on your part. And magical herbalism is a great way to go because you can start learning about the spirit of plants. You can start learning about their their energetic abilities. So let me give you some quick, um, some some quick herbs off the top of my head that you can use, um, and and I'm going to use them in different um, contexts. So the first ones I'm going to give you are for purification. You can use bay leaf, you can use bloodroot, cedar, broom, chamomile, coconut, fennel, horseradish, hyssop, or hyssop, however you want to say that, <laughs> lavender, lemon. Parsley, if you've got nothing else in the house. Peppermint. You can use rosemary again. You can even use shallot, holy thistle, which I know thistles are great right now during this time of year because they're everywhere. You can use tobacco, which again, is it ties into the native traditions because tobacco is a, is a big herb in the native traditions, but it also leaks into the Celtic Um, European traditions too. You can use valerian, vervain, and those ones are for for purification. Now, if you want to get rid of an energy, now now there's other terms for how we deal with energy. Um, In some traditions, clearing is also exorcism. So for clearing energy, you can use basil, clove, Dragon's blood, elder, which I don't recommend using elder as a smoke because it is traditionally thought that if you burn elder, 
you're inviting a curse upon yourself because um, the Kaliak. I've never heard that. That's yeah. And um, the Kaliak is believed to live in the elder. So to burn her, her bush or her tree is uh, blasphemous. Um, you can use fleabane, which is very abundant right now. Frankincense, garlic, whorehound, horseradish again, juniper, lilac. Those are pretty big right now. Mint, mullen, or mullion, however you want to say that. Myrrh, nettle, peach, peony, pepper. So yeah, if you if all you have in your kitchen is is some black pepper, go ahead, burn that, and and you can use that to to clear the energy. Again, rosemary. Like I said, rosemary is an incredibly versatile herb. And you'll find that when you start getting into magical herbalism, you'll find that one plant will have many, many uses. And we have to pull ourselves out of that dichotomous thinking that you can only use certain plants for certain things. Many of them have many uses. So let me give you a couple more. Uh, thistle and yarrow. So that's only just a few off the top of my head that you can use for Cleansing, purifying, and actually clearing that energy out. And again, it's going to mean doing some research on your part and kind of ridding yourself of that dichotomous thinking because sage is a good example. So sage is not just an American herb. It doesn't just grow here in the United States. It grows all over the world. And every tradition I have ever studied has some sort of clearing, cleansing, or purifying ritual involving sage. Yeah. Now, it might not be white sage, but it's still sage. So we we need to get sometimes very specific about what we're using and why, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also knowing that you can, beyond just burning these, I know some people have sensitive lungs or they have, uh, you know, a persnickety landlord or their partner is a type of way or whatever that might be some of the energy you need to clear by the way but uh, (laughs) (laughs) but if you're having trouble burning things i cannot stress how helpful essential oils can be Mm. and something i've been doing and i it wasn't until you started speaking that i realized i've been doing it I started like a year ago, I started making my own shampoos and soaps and hand soaps and lotions. And like, at this point, I even deodorant, like I, other than, uh, when I go out and I want to do my hair, I don't use any chemicals store bought anymore for anything. Mm -hmm. And, but what I do use is essential oils in everything. And I've noticed, and I just said it this morning, but it wasn't until you said what you said about (laughs) rosemary that I was like, of course (laughs) I've been putting rosemary in my shampoo Mm -hmm. and every day I shower and wash my hair. I've noticed that I feel clearer. Yes. Like instantly, like today, normal wake up time, you know, nothing crazy, but I felt so motivated after my shower. I literally said to my fiance, as I was in the shower, I was like, this is just a good day. I feel so motivated and it has to be the rosemary. And that's such a good example of how it can affect you and lead you. Like I put so much rosemary in my stuff now. Like (laughs) I used to just do it in my hand soaps for the kitchen because like kitchen rosemary. But I was like, whatever, I love it. I'm putting it in my shampoo, Mm. whatever. It's on my roller ball now. Like, but now I'm realizing like, shoot, like I've been needing it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you must have. Yeah. And it is such a, like I said, it's a versatile herb. And and if you do decide that you want to burn it, like I love burning rosemary because to me, it smells like a barbecue. (laughs) 
I know some Ooh, don't yeah. smell of sage burning. Well, that's not the only thing you have to use. You have so many options. There's so, so many options. I mean, beyond even herbs, you have so many options, you know, from using crystals to cleanse, to using salt, to using mm-hmm. noise. You can clap your hands, ring some bells, beat a drum. You don't yeah. have to be just clear or cleanse or purify energy using smoke and herbs. There's so, 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 so many options out there. You know, scream at it. Mm-hmm. I That's how I cleared a, a spirit out of my house one day. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves this story. Okay, so when, well, I'll tell it because it's funny. Yeah. Because I don't know where this person inside of me came from, but it burst out. It was funny. So <laughs> when we moved into the house we're in now, we you know, we had just moved in. We'd just gotten the bed upstairs and a long day of moving. I was exhausted and we didn't have any curtains on the windows yet. So I shut off the lights so I can get undressed without the neighborhood seeing me. And as soon as I took my shirt off in front of me was this black figure just in my face and yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere, I went, hell no, get the hell out of my house now. <laughs> I don't know where that freaking came from, but I never saw that spirit again. <laughs> That's great. So again, going back to like, as witches, we have our own power. We need to stand in that power and use it. Mm-hmm. I did not want that spirit in my face ever again, and it has not come back. So <laughs> That's great. I love that. It was the funniest thing ever because I'm like, where the hell did that person come from? <laughs> yeah. And, and let yourself feel like the crazy person in the horror movie because guess who always lives? Mm-hmm. <laughs> guess who always lives? And it's always the little kids who are like, mommy, it's in my closet. And they're like, oh, sweetie. Well, guess what happens? It escalates. Right. So just listen to the little girl. The Be, listen to face. the little girl in the horror movie inside you. Absolutely. <laughs> Start yelling at it. You know, if you don't want something in your house. It doesn't have, it does not have a right to be there. If you do not want it in your house, it does not have a right to invade your space. I don't care if it was there first. Uh Uh-uh. Never. Never. And you have that power as a witch, as a spiritual being, you have the power to claim your space. And all you have to do is, is demand it and do it. Okay, well, that's all I have for this episode. I think we we have touched on so many important pieces of of information, and you know, if if anybody out there listening, you know, can incorporate some of these practices, I think you'll create a space for yourself that is really conducive to living a balanced and and clear, energetically clear path. What do you think? Yeah. And it's going to hopefully, the more you attend to these these feelings and the energies of your home, the energies around yourself, the energies of your relationships, it, it starts to work for you. You'll find yourself more engaged in your relationships because you've cleared that negative you know, birth between yourselves. You might feel more excited to do housework. I mean, kitchen witchcraft... Mm-hmm is a great way to get excited about housework because everything becomes a ritual. So yeah. let let cleaning be that ritual too. And let yourself follow follow that emotional path. Don't don't hold back from that. I, I yeah. saw actually I don't know if you posted it today, but 
or maybe it was, I don't know, somebody we know posted, I think. I thought you commented on it, but it said like how to know when you when you need a break. And one of the items was you're moving through life on autopilot. Yeah. And that was like a big, a big one for me to notice because that sometimes feels like our goal. Sometimes we think our goal is to achieve autopilot. Oh, this will be so easy. It'll feel like I'm I'm not even here. And <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> we should be present. And that means no autopilot. We right. should enjoy each thing we're doing. Yeah. And sometimes that feels impossible with work, with whatever's going on. Yeah. But working to remove things that you feel like you have to autopilot through, try to remove the things in your life that give you that that feeling or that I won't make it through unless I can autopilot it. Right. And, and this and energy clearing will help you. Absolutely. Help you know what you're supposed to feel. Right. If, yeah. Once you have a clear head, then you can see things in a different perspective and you know, you, you'll start removing those struggles that maybe you forgot you were struggling because you were on mm-hmm. autopilot. And yep. that's it becomes key. normal. Yeah. And that it? word normal is just plain bad. <laughs> Arbitrary. Because <laughs> it's not real. Yeah. Not real. The biggest <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in this episode. Please visit my website, leandrawitchwood.com, to sign up for my newsletter and stay up to date on new episodes, articles, and more. Blessed be.